Are we glancing and making a safety judgment? Or do we observe in context? Are we brave enough to go back and have a different conversation when we get it wrong? I'm Karen. And I am Nula. And we are the Safety Collaborators. And our mission is to help people have better conversations and change the way they think about safety. So this episode, it was inspired by the LinkedIn post that you did a little while ago, and you put a poll to it as well. And I thought it would be a fun one to have a conversation about through this episode based on the question you just asked. And your poll was really interesting. So the question that you asked on the poll was, when you realised that you were wrong or not accurate after making a judgement or engaging in conflict, what do you do? Do you pretend it never happened? Make a joke of it, apologise and move on, or acknowledge and discuss. We're delighted to see that the biggest percentage of responses was the acknowledge and discuss. And I think the other one that's interesting, and we were just chatting about this, the other one that's really interesting, but it's still worthy of a thought, is making a joke of it came through as 0%. And my question to that is, do we realise when we do or don't make a joke of things, or is it an accidental thing? We don't even realise that we're doing it at times. But anyway, so these are our thoughts, and that's what spied on this post. So, Nils, what was the situation that inspired you to do this very cool post? There were two. One was a moment where I was working with someone doing more informal coaching, mm -hmm. and I'd been observing them for about 45 minutes to an hour mm -hmm. in, in their job, and it was, you know, they were working with some quite potentially dangerous machinery. And the person, when they were resetting or calibrating the, this piece of equipment, they would lift their safety glasses up above their head, do the calibration, and it was a muscle memory. And I watched it for quite a long time. Before that machine started, the safety glasses were pulled back down. And a supervisor from another team walked through the area, looked at me looking at this person without their safety glasses on, and this look of horror, because they're the safety coaches standing next to this person who's not got their PPE on, and mouthing and pointing, going, he's not wearing his safety glasses. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, he's not. But I'd been watching him in context for 45 minutes to an hour. And at any point, had that machine started without those safety glasses coming down, it would have been a very different conversation. And it was such a reminder for me, do we judge in the moment and we glance for five seconds and go, you are a bad safety person because the five seconds that I've seen you, you were not doing what you were supposed to do. Because we know that accidents happen in a second and you can never take them back. Or do we understand the picture? So that was the first example. Mm. And then I caught myself doing pretty much that exact same thing a little while later. Mm. Young-ish person who knew to the operation and he was working in a very noisy area and I said to him where are your earplugs no I don't have any so I went and got earplugs and I came back and I offered to them and he looked me dead in the eye and he said no and I said you need to put your earplugs in he was like no and I was just like whoa you know <laughs> I was like right I'm going to deal with this with your supervisor because that is not an okay reaction in any environment. You know, when someone is there to actually give you feedback about something you're doing that could potentially damage yourself. So I went and I spoke to his supervisor and I was like, this is not okay. This behavior is not something that 
is wanted in this very high hazard environment. And he went and spoke to him and he was like, oh, you are in deep trouble. One, because, <laughs> you know, of your, your reaction, mm. but also it's now become a discussion at the head of department meeting around observations and the way of working and dealing with things. Turns out that it was the system that had let this person down. It wasn't particularly this person. Did he have the best attitude towards safety? No. But it was his first trip offshore and his induction. He'd been working in workshops and other things before, but his induction to the offshore world was like probably two hours. This is where you're going. This is what you're doing. Without, you know, that real deep understanding of why we care so much that we want you to leave in the same whole way that you came on board. And his supervisor came and spoke to me and said, listen, this is the conversation. And I went, okay, there's a much bigger issue that needs to be addressed here when we look at the context mm. and we look at the system. Mm. Because it doesn't help me in that moment. I probably was a little bit snarky. I'm not going to lie, going, wow, <laughs> you know, that wasn't a good reaction. Yeah. But just was such a mirror in my face of going, Okay, what could you have done differently in that moment to understand the context that this person was looking at their worldview from? What lenses were they wearing today? Mm. So I did go back and I did apologize. And I said, right, now how can we help you? What can we do to make sure that your future working environment in this industry is going to be better and that you are understanding it for yourself as well as in the context of the organization? And it was such a different conversation. And it could have be ended up being, you know, avoiding each other or, oh, you know, that safety coach is such a bleep, bleep, bleep. Or you know, <laughs> that person just, you know, what's wrong with them? Do they not understand? So those were the two examples and they happened so close to each other. Hmm. You know, in one I'm going, how could you judge so quickly? And the next moment, oh. Why did what? I judge so quickly? <laughs> Completely. <laughs> No is quite a strong reaction. So what was behind the no? Because it's not often people just say flat no, no. to you, to anybody. You know, I think no. people struggle to say no. It's a perfectly valid response, but mm. we really struggle with that two-letter word in general, humans in general. So that's why I'm quite curious that he was actually brave enough to say no. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't think he'll be doing it again, though, the poor young man. <laughs> I'm sure he's not. Yeah. <laughs> Especially where a safety protocol is concerned. So he's never worn earplugs. He doesn't like them. <laughs> I sympathise. I hate that. You know, there are many safety things that we don't particularly like. Our safety glasses steam up. No, exactly. But you, mm -hmm. the gloves don't fit perfectly. The anti-vibration gloves are big and they make your hands cramp. Mm. But they are there for a reason and it's understanding that reason behind it. Mm. His second excuse when I had a, mm. another little one-on-one -on -one with him. Oh, I did have another one-on-one -on -one with him. Actually, I missed that bit of the story. Between going to his supervisor and when he was not working, I actually went to him at the lunch break and said, let's understand this a bit better. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you know, I don't like earplugs and my hands were dirty. I was like, well, you could have taken your hands out of your gloves. So there were, there were... There was some learning to be had. There was. But at the end of the day, he felt that he can hear perfectly. He was... Young, and you know what? If he loses his hearing when he's older, he can just get a hearing aid. Without detracting from the purpose of this episode, I think hearing, just personally, is one of the toughest ones to actually deal with. Unless you're starting to go deaf, <laughs> mm. then it's a little bit easier. 
but until you experience that, it's, that's, it's one of those slow, slow burn type things. A distant near miss. Yep, absolutely. We often talk about context is everything. And when you think about the underpinning of, let's call it safety culture, any culture, what is the context? What is it that drives people to behave in the way that they do or not? That people are human and we're not perfect. No. We, we, we get it wrong. I mean, I had another experience recently with someone in a very high up position who in a moment thought it was a fabulous idea to stand on a, a wheelie chair to access something. Mm. He did ask somebody to hold the chair. <laughs> but there were a lot of younger, not so experienced people observing this. And the lesson is for them is, well, if he can take shortcuts, why can't I? And that's the problem. That's the bigger problem. The fact that he was on a wheelie chair and somebody was holding it, if he was in your own house, it's probably perfectly legit. Mm. Preferably not on a wheelie chair, but hey-ho. <laughs> but on the work side, it's not. No. So interesting. I think in all of these cases, courage and bravery become important. And the fact that you went back, and this is often the missing pieces, we go back to have the conversations. We don't leave them lingering from the first engagement level. And what was coming to mind when you were talking, I was thinking these words popped up, you know, courage, bravery. And in those moments, we're actually starting to build some psychological safety because now this person actually was allowed to say no or chose to say no, I should say. But you gave him the opportunity to continue the conversation and to take it to the level that it needed to go to. And I'm an experienced coach. Yep. And even in my reflection afterwards, I was like... Did you do the best that you could have done in that moment? And my honest answer was no. Mm. And part of my, my reflection was actually going back and saying, okay, well, what space were you in in that moment mm. where you got really frustrated and angry? I was angry. I was disappointed. I was, what were you thinking in this environment? And I did have to do a check on my own energy, on my own mood and my openness on that day. What other contextual things around me had made it not such a great day that at the end of it, this was the cherry on the top. And yep. in that moment, probably was not showing up as the best that I show up as. It was a mediocre version of Nula. And that's okay because we can't be perfect every day. And I think that's a really important lesson for anybody that's listening. It doesn't matter how experienced we are, how much training we've had, you know, because it could be easy for someone to say, well, it's easy for you because that's what you do for a living, you know, but for me as the team leader or as the leader or the frontline leader, we've got all these other things that I have to do. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, bringing it back to also, we're not ever going to say having these conversations are always easy because of everything you just said. So we don't ever want anyone to think when you're listening to us sharing stories and, yeah, we went forward and we did this. Yep, we kind of get paid to do that to some degree. But even when we are, we still have days that, oh, it's hard to do. Where you have to do the superhero pose. You do. And wind yourself up and go, okay, I can go and do this. Or, oh, I messed up badly yesterday. Okay, I can go and correct this. What are some of the things you can put in place? Who do you need to talk to? How can you bring yourself into a space where it's okay to go and try that again? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I think I'm digressing a little bit around here. When people are listening to us talking, I don't want them to think that we think any of this stuff that we do is easy. And the expectation is that if you're a leader or a team leader or whatever, that you should be able to do some of this stuff. Yes, 
there's an expectation there, but it takes practice and learning and a desire to want to make a difference. Feel free to connect with us on our website, safetycollaborations.com, where you'll find the show notes for this podcast, as well as our past episodes and many other resources. Now, back to the podcast. Well, let's come back to the poll itself. <laughs> so we had the 4% pretend it never happened. I think that number's a bit low, but anyway, and I'll come back to that because I think personality comes into this a little bit. Make a joke about it was 0%. Apologise and move on, 11%. Acknowledge and discuss, 86%. Which is wonderful news. It is wonderful news for those who were brave enough to answer. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Thank you. Because it is often a case with these where you look at it and you go, oh, I know what I'd like to say, but I don't want anybody else to be able to see that I clicked on that button. (laughs) (laughs) There is that. Guilty as charged. Not for that poll, but guilty as charged. (laughs) And the make a joke about it, you know, all four of these, why did Mm. I put those in as categories? Mm. Because those are the things that I observe the most happening out in the workplace. Tell us more. We'll just be like an ostrich. And if I pretend that I didn't have an awkward or a horrible or a badly managed conflict conversation the previous day, sunshine and roses, we all just carry on, get on with the job, or we maybe are a little bit uncomfortable around each other for a couple of days. It just never happened. The problem with that is that it breaks trust. It does. And I think there's something else here as well. If you're really busy and you're walking past something, I think our assumptions around severity may come into play as well. So we might go, oh, it's just that it's, it'll be okay. I don't have to say anything. It's, yeah, that's the one side, as in pretend the actual act never happened. Yes. Or I've had a really awkward conversation and I'm going to pretend that that conversation never happened. Or I've had an interaction with that person before that was very defensive and I don't want to go there again. Exactly. Yeah. And the make a joke about it. Mm. And this can be, and and here I am going back to, you know, how you've had the conversation. So, Mm. I mean, you and I have even had this before where we've misinterpreted each other in something and it's been an awkward conversation and the next day we've had to come back and go, what happened yesterday? And it can either become a... Mm you know, something that we can laugh about going forward, like, oh, remember when, Mm. and use it in the context of, oh, are we having one of those moments again? Mm. Or it can become a sarcastic, unhealthy joke about it. So there's nothing wrong with humour. There's nothing wrong with banter in the working environment. Hell no. But where it breaks that psychological safety and, and inclusion and trust, then it there is something wrong about it. Yeah. But when it is part of, mm. oh my gosh, I can now laugh at myself and we can laugh together at the situation that I erroneously created, <laughs> it can build the psychological safety and trust because we are showing our vulnerability mm. that I'm okay to take a bit of a knock because I was a bit of an ass yesterday. And that comes down to, as you say, I think that also comes down to how well we already know each other. You know, when you're working in multicultural environments, you've got to be really careful of this one. It can bite you. Because it can be taken so the wrong way and so out of context. If it's between two people who come from a similar culture or similar environment, yeah, you can get away with it. But if you're in a newer environment and you bake a joke about something or you diminish something that somebody's trying to do, then it becomes... Very, very difficult to come back from. Mm. And you, as you just rightly said, there's no trust happening now. 
No. And even with the apologise and move on, because it is hard to apologise. Let's, let's be honest. It is hard to say, you know what, I didn't do it well. It's not our human's first position. <laughs> we no. like to be right. <laughs> so it is a big and it's a brave thing when someone can say, you know what, Karen, yeah. I'm really sorry for the way I handled yesterday. Mm. It wasn't great. I won't do that again mm. and move on. However, it can still leave a trail of resentment, angst, confusion, misinterpretation because of the why, the how it happened. Yeah. So on the one side, it's great to apologise and then just walk away yeah. and say, right, I said my sorry. But that fourth one, and I'm really glad that a lot of people said that, is that acknowledge and discuss because it's not just mm. apologising and moving on. It's saying, Karen, the conversation we had yesterday, I didn't show up as my best. This is how I feel it could have been different. Can we rework that conversation mm. and then come out with a better outcome around it? Mm. I was just thinking about the apologising thing. You're right. If you only apologise and move on, then it could be just a little bit, it could seem a little bit like paid lip service, that it wasn't. And especially if you repeat the behaviour. Exactly, because there's no guarantee just because you apologise for something that you won't behave like that again. No. And what I think also needs to be taken in consideration that we all, and this is in general, you know, we're all different. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have some people who can be really hurt by seemingly, what could be seemingly insignificant to yourself, could be actually very hurtful and painful to someone else. And interestingly, you know, people might be thinking, well, you know, if they're an extrovert, they can cope. And if they're an introvert, they can't. That is so far from reality. Just because somebody might be coming across as bold and brash or, or you know, out there, it doesn't mean that they don't feel. They absolutely do. That so reminds me of the quote that we used in, I think it was episode 31 on feedback and feed forward, Mm. the Robin Williams quote, of everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Absolutely. Be kind, always. Wow. I think be kind is a good one to kind of wrap that up on in some ways. Yeah, very much so. So I think this one really is about reflect on yourself. You know, you don't have to write a journal about those moments. And I think we inherently know when we've not approached something or said something that's right. I think it'd be very few people who don't realise that they haven't been their best. There was like an oops moment. Exactly. So maybe the takeaway is be kind, definitely, but not just to the other person, but also to yourself. Mm -hmm. And the more bravery you can take on in terms of acknowledging and then discussing the more you open the doors for a psychologically safe environment and a culture of care. And vulnerability is being rewarded because not only are you having the conversation, but you're also showing that you might have been brash and full of bravado in the moment, but Mm. I can still come back and be vulnerable with you. Yeah. And vulnerability is probably one of the greatest, I'm going to put in quotes here, air quotes, (laughs) leadership skills any of us can take on. And I use the word leadership as in anybody taking the lead. Yes. Not just a title. Not just a title. In the post, I actually mentioned a couple of things. When you find yourself walking away and going, oh, that wasn't my best me, what do you do? Some of the questions that I asked myself then was, you know, what am I truly observing? Am I looking at the big picture or am I just looking at a, or glancing at a moment in time? 
and am I understanding the context? Mm. So am I asking the right questions to get a better understanding of the context, not just that it's a no in the moment? And where am I misinterpreting that? Mm. And again, go back to your energy, your mood, and then consider the other person. What is their energy, their mood, their behavior, their experience and risk awareness? We don't always get it right. But are we brave enough to go back and have a different conversation when we get it wrong? And what do you do in these situations? Because we would love to learn with you. Thank you for joining us today. It is always lovely to have conversations that matter. Connect with us and let us know how it is that you handle these situations. Follow us on LinkedIn, Karen Ovari and me, Nula Gage. And if you enjoyed this podcast, help us spread the word by following us on your favorite podcast platform and sharing it with others. We really do want to grow this. The more that we can grow this, the more people we can maybe share our thoughts with and you will be doing them a service as well. So till next week, stay safe and stay, and stay well. well. <laughs>